1: Yeah! You know what I thought about when I heard those uh, sleigh bells right there during the uh, slant Santa slee promo? What do you got? It just it obviously makes everybody think of Christmas, right? It makes everybody think of the holidays. You hear those little sleigh bells. I have a, uh, I have a Christmas party coming up on Saturday night, a, a neighborhood Christmas party, and they, they do it right. It's a it's a fantastic Christmas party. You have anything on the uh, horizon? Well,
2: no, wait, let's do this real quick then. So that's this Saturday?
1: Yeah, Saturday night
2: um just out of curiosity what's uh just kind of cross street address like just give us the idea of an area <laughs> you, want, you can attend. come with
1: me you could be my plus one if you want susan can wow. bring somebody else if you want
2: <laughs> what I'm yeah you
1: know we're going for... through a thing i thought i'd bring my co-host with me to this party what's up meet alan everybody
2: no no what i'm hoping <laughs> for is like maybe 15 20 people from just listeners that are in the area so, <laughs> hey, i'm gonna drop on by i'm gonna stop they... by I can tell you this; they'd have a good time. There's lots of good food, lots of
1: good wine, beautiful home. It's. Uh, I'm looking forward to. It. You got anything uh, percolating? All right.
2: So this Saturday, when is my my girl has? Um, she has a holiday party coming up. Is it this Saturday or next Saturday? I got to figure out which Saturday it is. I got to start. <laughs> let's start on that. You should probably shoot her a text well, during she, the next break and no, say, no, uh, "Hey, problem. Lady Slee, this Saturday this, or next Saturday." Th- this is the problem. She already told me, so it's That's like okay. I should already know. Nah, you're fine. It's, so now I got to figure out if it's. Uh, do you
1: have a rule with Lady Slee? Because Susan and 18th. I have a rule. Okay. We have, we have a rule. If it's not in the calendar, it doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. you can tell me that you we have something on Thursday four hundred times. Mm-hmm. If it's not in the calendar, I don't have to be responsible for knowing that it's happening on Thursday.
2: I can book something else on Thursday. If it's not in the calendar, it doesn't exist. That sounds smart and responsible. I do not have a calendar hanging out, you know, on the fridge or anything like that that says, "Hey." Idiot. Just a reminder. I don't have one of those. <laughs> no, I need it's one not. Of
1: those. It's not like a, a a peanuts calendar from the seventies. It's on your phone. She can shoot you a little reminder, and it populates your calendar. You write it on the wall. I would just write it on the wall. Okay. I, you know what I picture? This
2: Saturday, the eighteenth.
1: <laughs> I picked don't I picture. This up. Like one of those school calendars that has like cafeteria menu on like Tuesdays are corn dogs and Wednesdays pizza, Thursdays awesome. cheeseburger day, yeah. and then we have you a know. mile run on Friday. <laughs> Exactly. They'd have the P.E. schedule in there as well. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, speaking of Santa Slee, you're going to want to listen all day long. When you hear the call to call, you're going to want to call 877-710-ESPN. Keep listening for Santa Slee to come down your chimney. And if you are
2: caller number seven, you get to pick a box underneath that tree and Al. will Great prizes available. Okay, so these are some of the tickets. By the way, this is not that bad of an idea. Sweet passes to the Jimmy Kimmy, uh, Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Kind of a chance if you haven't seen SoFi yet. Is that not a great opportunity to go see SoFi? Great you know, opportunity to see SoFi. And you get to, it's uh, Oregon State and Utah State. Um, Lakers uh, Christmas Day sweet passes. I don't know anybody interested in going to see the Lakers and the Nets. Nets holding up to their end of the deal. Lakers not holding up to their end. I'll of the do deal right uh, now. I'll do
1: pre and post fun you know that day. I, you know how much I like to have a, a Christmas Day
2: exit ramp. You actually <laughs> I could see you just saying well I, I got to go because Slee. Here's the thing we're. we have a a show coming up we have no 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 (laughs) i'm still doing it but you're trying to convince them that you need to be there just to kind of prepare for what happens yeah um two nights stay at harris resort socal been there before fantastic partner wwe friday night smackdown tickets or two nights stay at Fantasy Springs, so we got a little bit of everything mixed in for our prizes. So keep listening when
1: you hear Santa Lee come down the chimney. That's your uh, cue to call caller number seven. Has a chance to win some oh, of those prizes. Oh, oh. Uh, we're talking about the Lakers, talking about where they are twelve and twelve. Celtics coming up tonight. Speaking of, a uh, happy birthday to the guy that I had on my list as far as the you know the, the most. How did we qualify that? So it was it most fun to watch or, or players to watch, the best players we've ever seen? Larry Bird was at the top of my list right behind Magic Johnson. Took you Johnson. back to a, a important era of Dude, basketball for you. He, he yeah. was the scariest guy in the league because he was the guy that would come in and beat the Lakers regularly. He was the guy that would come in and just – he was so good, and it was, such, it was such a unique style. You know, it was just the opposite of what the Lakers were doing. But uh, happy birthday to Larry Bird today. I know that uh, GFish
2: on Twitter sent us a picture of someone paving their driveway in celebration. So it says, happy birthday, Larry Bird, and a couple people literally paving the driveway, putting in some, uh, <laughs> putting, <laughs> putting in some so- asphalt. He likes that a lot, but Lakers need
1: to get need to get going. Uh, LeBron was asked yesterday about Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel was asked yesterday about Frank Vogel, and yeah. it seems like this is look. This is life in the NBA, especially as a head coach. If you have a championship roster, which we assume the Lakers did, and the team is not performing at a championship level this far into the season, these are the sorts of questions
2: that come up. I think on top of that, uh, it's the Lakers. You know, there's always sure. storylines, and, and you know if. If Russell Westbrook has a bad night and he has five or six turnovers, that could lead Center, right? And this is every single night that the Lakers play or every single night that a day goes by for the Lakers and they're not more in contention or it doesn't look like they're clicking or it doesn't look like they're figuring it out, questions are going to come up. If, um, I don't think you're going to get the same attention at all in any of these other markets. I really don't. I don't care. Now, unless Steve Nash is five games below 500. okay, that's a different conversation in Brooklyn. But for the most part, every one of these other teams, no one will get the amount of attention that the Lakers get. They started off 12-12. and 12. Look at tonight as an example, Trav, and, and we did a little bit of this yesterday. Um, there is absolutely nothing that's happened this season where they're building any momentum. So it's not like they're putting themselves in a position where, okay, well, they've won four of five. They've won three games in a row. They've won six of seven. That hasn't happened this season. So uh, the conversation will continue to come up. Last game they played, they lost to the Clippers. Tonight they got the Celtics. You, You mentioned it, and you're right. There, it's
1: like a perfect storm of attention because the city that you're in is it a big market with a ton of people? Yep, that's L.A. It's the mm-hmm. franchise. Is it the Lakers who have championship aspirations every year? Yep, we got that. You've got LeBron James who has more eyes on him than any other player in the NBA. You've got a roster that people have high expectations for. You have a lot of other stars and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. You've got all of these names, all of this thing together, and you look you say, 12 and 12? what's going on, and people are looking for answers. So let's go to the phones here and see what they think the issues are. Let's go to uh, North Hollywood and Steve. Steve, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on?
3: Hey, guys. Uh, so I'm going to get right to it. Um, I I can't blame Vogel for this flawed roster, and I can't get past this flawed roster. I I would love to know what the hell these guys were thinking because – Every, every time I, I look at the floor and I see the, the Lakers' perimeter length, which is nonexistent, right? I mean, you've got nine guys on this roster that are essentially guards, that are 6'5 and under, and that aren't particularly long except maybe THT because he's got a long wingspan, but he doesn't, he doesn't play that way, and he's certainly not ready to play defense. This is a defensive-minded team over the last uh, few years with, with Vogel as coach. And, you, you know, you, it's hard to make a delicious meal with terrible groceries. And I'm looking at Rondo and, and, and Monk, right, and even Russ, who's 6'3", and Ellington and Bazemore, who I think they call him a small forward, but what, he's not even close to that. And even Austin Reeves, guard, 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 guard. It's one thing if all these guys can shoot the freaking lights out, but there's some good shooters, some streaky shooters, but there's not Steph Curry's out there. And when you look at the great teams around the league, whether it's uh, uh, Phoenix or Golden State, there is length on the perimeter. There are, there are these uh, um, slashers and 3-and-D and forwards. I mean, I, I look straight to you know, Phoenix with Bridges, who's you know, become this great player now, right? Um, you've got Bridges. You've still got uh, uh, Crowder on that team. Uh, you can go to um, the Warriors and see the same thing. Uh, we're going to face a team tonight, right? That's got, you know, uh, perimeter guys that have length. And I just think that when they were building this roster, it didn't, there's so much redundancy. Steve, I mean, I'm going really to jump in here. I'm going
2: to jump in here because I, 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 listen, you make a good point. He is right about there are way too many of the same, um, the same, not the same player, but the same size. Same position. Sure. So when he's talking about the Golden State Warriors, what he's referring to is okay. Andrew Wiggins, that's not a that's not a shooting guard. That's that's a small forward. He can mm-hmm. kind of switch off. Andre Iguodala, Otto, uh, Andre Iguodala, Otto Porter Jr. They have players that you can look at them. They're six seven. They're six eight. They they got a huge wingspan. I'm gonna read one update that came yesterday from Vogel because aside from you know, Lakers just us having this conversation. There were a couple updates on a couple players yesterday. Trav, I I know you'll probably roll your eyes on this. Um, I'm not telling you that Trevor Ariza is coming into the Lakers and Kendrick Nunn are going to come for the Lakers, but let's just focus on Ariza because he is technically a player that uh, Chris was talking about that, you know, they need size or player of that length. Sure. Um, I really think they thought – he was going to be the starter for the Lakers. He's going to play that position. And you do have Carmelo as well, and you have LeBron. So there's your three guys that he's referring to. Ariza hasn't been there. Uh, Trevor Ariza participated in a live action for the first time today. This is Mike Trudell tweeting it out yesterday. Vogel said he's still going to need some ramp up time as he gets his legs back underneath him. He is right that the Lakers don't have three or four of those guys. They don't. They don't have Players of that size, and then we'll wait to see when Trevor Ariza comes back what he'll be able to bring to the table. Yeah,
1: look, will he help? Yeah, maybe, but I don't think that all of a sudden he shows back up and all of a sudden the Lakers look like we thought they were going to look two months ago. I, I don't think that
2: that happens. That just seems like a, a – And Kendrick Nunn. Probably not yeah. I mean, until no. next uh, and, the, and the calendar year.
1: With all due respect, and he's a nice player, but this, they're not a Kendrick Nunn away from being mm-hmm. on the Warriors level. They're not a Kendrick Nunn or a Trevor Ariza away way from being way on to put the it. Phoenix Suns level. They, those guys mm-hmm. could come back and be the best versions of themselves, and they still got a long way to go to get on those other teams' level. It's just it's not where they are right now. Let's go to Glendale this time. And Juan, Juan, you're on with Travis and Slee on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What's up?
3: Hey, hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, just uh, a couple of things, real quick. Now, the Lakers, to me, they're going to go as far as LeBron James is going to take them. If he's not playing like the LeBron James from two years ago, it doesn't matter. We're not going to get nowhere. Now, it, the season actually started with against the Clippers the other day, and I know he uh, just came off of uh, being hurt and uh, and COVID, but but uh, man, if he's not playing like the way he needs to play, the other players aren't going to step up as well. And uh, one last thing before I go. Um, I know you guys mentioned New Jersey. Um, I looked at a stat. You know that they're one in seven against good teams. Hmm. I, they are beating the regular teams that they need to beat, but
1: they're Chicago, the
3: Rams? Uh, Milwaukee, uh, Golden State, Phoenix—they're all they haven't beat none of those good teams. So I'm not believing in in, uh, in New Jersey yet either. But yeah,
1: yeah no, I, are... I, I let me hop in there. One, I think he means Brooklyn. I'm assuming that's uh, that he's do, he's doing the thing where I keep calling the Chargers. By the way, he's right, Chargers. Right. I, I get it.
2: They're atop the Eastern Conference, but I see what you're saying. They're yeah, the, the
1: difference two. is maybe they're not beating all the, the high-level teams, but at least they're taking care of the business. It reminds me a lot of the Rams that we've talked about. Uh, I want to go back to what Juan said at the beginning and, and kind of just I, – I think he's right. I think this team will go as LeBron James goes. If LeBron can channel maximum LeBron, we all know what that is, then they've got as good a chance as anybody because he, he is still that guy. The problem is to ask him to do that at this point in his career is asking way too much. Mm-hmm. That that you you cannot the the plan can't be if LeBron is at his best self, then we got a chance. You have to give him some help. He he's gonna be a big part of it. He's gonna be your best player. But the plan, LeBron save us, is a terrible, terrible plan. It's
2: scary too because you know what we've seen so far. There are a lot of. Uh, Trav, did that much change from last year, where LeBron goes to the bench and the Lakers look like uh, okay, so this isn't exactly going to work, the same. or LeBron's not playing, and your in your mind you're saying, well, you got AD and Russell Westbrook. These two will carry you. That's that. That's that what I happened. was. That's a conversation I had before the season started. That's you know something that I I really really believed was going to happen. That hasn't happened either. So uh, you know it might as much as you say it might be a bad plan and a bad idea there are a lot of times I think that is you know if he's not the best version of himself when I say best version, you know keep that in mind what I'm referring to at this age sure. Um, but you you almost have to see that in order for them to feel like they have a shot. All right the Heisman Trophy will be handed out on Saturday and there's not a West
1: Coast team to be found anywhere but there's actually really good news for USC. That's next. it's Travis and Slee 710 ESPN.
4: I'm excited, Al. I'm, I, I hope,
1: and I don't know, I, am I being overly optimistic? I hope that when uh, somebody wins on our show that they pick the Travis and Slewa box. Let's go. That, that seems like the right thing to do, right? It would go. be odd to come on and say, you yeah, all take the Sedano and Cap box. I, I don't know. Just like I think it would be odd if, if somebody called into their show and picked ours. You should, if you're kinda, on our show, you should pick us. Now I'm kind of rooting for it.
2: <laughs> now I'm kind of rooting for us to be in that spot. All right, Why well, not? Hey, thank you for picking the other show on our show. Can I get uh, Keyshawn? Can I get Keyshawn,
1: Jay Will, and Max? Is that, a, is that an option? ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. All right, Heisman Trophy uh, will be handed out this weekend. Uh congratulations to whoever wins it it seems like Bryce Young is a heavy 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 favorite to win it along the way because he plays for Alabama right and if you go to Alabama you win the Heisman Trophy that's just the 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 way that these things go uh here's here's the thing you got a finalist from Alabama you got one from Ohio State you got one from Pitt you got one from Michigan and good for them congratulations to all those young men for for getting that far in, in that two of those dudes are from here Two of those guys are quarterbacks from Southern California, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you've got you've got a modern day guy. Uh, you've got uh, another guy that's from Rancho Cucamonga. This is why the Lincoln Riley thing is so good. You don't have to go into Texas, right? You don't have to go into Dallas and pick the number one quarterback and try to convince him to come to California to quarterback mm-hmm. the Trojans. You don't have to go into Louisiana to find a guy to come out and be the best wide receiver at USC. Keep the guys here. They're all the, the players that all of these other teams are thriving on in large part, especially quarterbacks and some other positions like wide receiver and whatnot, are LA guys, Southern California guys, I. E. guys. Keep those guys home. You see when, every time I see this, the the quarterback uh, at Clemson, who is not killing it, but he's one of the highest recruited players in the country,
2: another LA guy. They're all L.A. guys keep them here, and S.C. clicks like that. By the way, you know it's it's kind of interesting too. So there is a good article right now in the L.A. Times, um, kind of breaking down the roster of what Lincoln Riley inherits, right? What he what he's still what he's going to take over at USC. Mm-hmm. So I I think you and I mentioned this after they lost to Cal. It's the worst record in thirty years for USC. First of all, let me tell you this. If there's ever a time that you want to take over and you're a coach with this kind of potential and there's this much, what what a great time to take because you're basically coming in as the savior. Hey, this is the guy that's going to take – we've used this analogy before. It's like you – you, you want to buy the, the, the worst home in the best neighborhood. You can't change the neighborhood, but you can you can update that home. And that's kind of what Lincoln Riley's doing. This is, this is the best neighborhood when it comes to college football. It's as good as it gets, but it's broken down right now. It doesn't look good. It looks bad. Kind of go through all those analogies. It's the worst USC uh, football team in 30 years. That's mm-hmm. crazy to kind of think about that. He takes over that. Um, part of the article also says that, you know, a major statement – will be this Wednesday because that's when signing day or next Wednesday will be signing day. So I that, that's kind of interesting to me because we're going to kind of find out here how the tide starts churning, and I don't think we've got to wait very long. We, we talked about this yesterday. We said, okay, well, what's you said you, the expectations can't be this upcoming season. The guy's not going to be going to a college football championship. That, that's not going to be happening. He's not going to be playing a part of that playoff tournament. But can you go from – uh, you know what, what's their record now? What did they end up? Three and nine or four? And SC what? four and eight. Four and eight. Is it is it crazy to say that next year they're nine and three? That they Not have a couple all. good wins. That they start kind of taking over the Pac-12. I mean, you mentioned that Oregon, they'll be fine, even though they lost their head coach. Mm-hmm. But they, they lost their head coach. That that might take a second for a recruit to say, wait a minute here. I don't really know the complete direction that Oregon's going to go in. Uh, they lose their coach. He goes to Miami now. All of a sudden, you have kind of this wave, uh, kind of you could say, going towards USC. I couldn't agree more. I, I think you know, obviously, the momentum is their way, and let's see how these next couple of weeks uh, pan out for Lincoln Riley and the Trojans. So
1: Lincoln Riley is going to join Mason and Ireland coming up at one thirty today. So make sure that you check that out and hear what he has to say. But I, I think you're right, Al. That what, what's going to take some time. Are beating teams like Notre Dame? Are beating teams like that? Whether you go uh, in, into a Rose Bowl and you're playing an Ohio State or a Michigan, or maybe you get into some deeper water and you're dealing with, you know, an Alabama or, or a Georgia. But what's going to happen next year? That can happen fast. You're not losing to Oregon State 45 to 27. That right. happened this year. You're right. not losing to a team like Arizona State 31 to 16. That happened this year. You're not losing to, Cal to UCLA 62 to-, to 33. Exactly. Those are the games that you can turn like that. The games that are going to take some time. Notre Dame's got a roster full of NFL players. Sure. You know they've they've got a program that is firing on all cylinders. They're going through a coaching change too, but it feels like that thing's going to stay on time for a while. You got a ways to go till you get on Oklahoma's level, till you get on uh, Alabama and Georgia and those sorts of schools. But out here, you can fix it really, really quick. And then all of a sudden, instead of being four and eight, if you're ten and two. Now the recruiting pitch gets a little bit easier. Hey, listen, we need you to get us over the top to go beat Alabama, to go beat Oklahoma, to go beat Ohio State, as opposed to we just need to turn this thing around and get back into the middle of the pack in the Pac-12. That's what can happen really, really quickly.
2: But but it is a good point, you know, these Heisman Trophy finalists. Is They're good all from point. here. Half of them are right here. I know there's only four of them, but two of them are from Southern California, right? So I think, you know, pointing that out and looking at – Uh, The talent, you you said something I never really thought about where, you know, I I, like everybody talks about how great the SEC is, how maybe part of the reason why Lincoln Riley didn't want to stay at Oklahoma was because do I really want to go fight with Alabama and Georgia and LSU and Auburn and go down the list of and Texas if they could eventually turn things around. But you have, you know, obviously just all these unbelievable schools that are all going to fight against each other. SC, you're on your own. And who are you recruiting? You mentioned this. When SC is good, this is not just your organ and you can maybe get to the college football championship. No, when SC is good, the talent is good enough. doesn't matter if it's Alabama. doesn't matter if it's Georgia. doesn't matter if it's LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan. And that's obviously going to be what he has uh, in his backyard.
1: Yeah, they're not Pac-12 good. They're good good. They're Alabama good. They're Ohio State good. And you just need the kids from here. And then you can get creative. You can go in and take a Brian Cushing out of New Jersey. You can go in and find, you know, a a positioned guy that you like out of Texas. I like this linebacker. I like this running back. But you can build your entire roster out of Southern California kids. You go back to those teams. The most recent version of the best USC football was in the early part of the 2000s. Carson Palmer is from here. Matt Leinart was from here. Uh, you, you look at uh, Reggie Bush was from San Diego. Okay, they're, they're, that's basically from here. You need Lendell White who's from Denver? Sure, go get Lendell White. The offensive linemen, most of them were from here. You just need to go get the guys that are here already and get them to stay, and then you can start picking those guys off along the way. It's, it's, it's incredibly exciting. Now, it's, 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 the path is as easy as you could ask for, But it's not easy, if that makes any sense. You still got to go – you got to get these guys. You know, Alabama does have a lead on you. Ohio State does have a lead on you. You just got to start turning that thing around. Because once it turns around, it stays turned around for a very long time. Well, Trev, one
2: one other thing to point out, it's not like – you know, we we, we spent a lot of time to start the show on the Lakers and their expectations coming up this year. It's not like I see – they're going to have expectations right out the gate, but it's not going to be you got to go win it all. You know what no. I mean? So like, that's not realistic. So I, I think he's going to have a little bit of runway to do what he needs to do, and, and, and you know, it's not all going to happen. Well, he only won nine games this upcoming season. Well, that, no, that's, that's an incredible turnaround from what they, where they were.
1: All right, it's the morning, and you're thinking bagel or burrito. That's next on Factor Cap. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
4: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
0: Hey guys, welcome in. Hello. Uh, so my first statement is, uh, my friend's coming in tomorrow, so I'm going to go pick him up from the airport, so not, I'm not huffing and puffing about it, but you <laughs> always regret saying you would pick someone up from the airport. Travis, this is Factor Cap.
1: I think that's fact. I, I I think that going to the airport is so, especially if we're talking LAX. Like if you're swinging through John Wayne or Burbank, it's not so bad. But if you have to go and do that loop through LAX, that is the worst thing in the world. So yeah, I, I don't do it. It's an it's a very nice gesture. You're you're being a good friend and going and and taking one for the team, but. I I don't know the the status of the relationship that we're talking about. Emily, would it have been totally out of left field to say, "Hey, jump in an Uber and just get off campus from the airport, and I'll pick you up over there"? Would that have been all right?
0: Uh, he he picked me up in the airport in New York, so it's all kind right. of it, it's it's payback.
2: All right, that's fair enough. The payback part I understand, but to be honest with you, I mean, listen, I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. If I'm if I'm the one getting – if I'm flying into an airport and it's 30 minutes away and it's something like LAX, to be honest, let me just grab an Uber and, and make this easy for everybody. It's such a headache coming in and out of LAX. It I mean, is. just to, to get – imagine and think about the times people come in. Hey, I'll be there at 6.15 on a Thursday night. Uh, okay, I'll just <laughs> – Take off around two thirty. We'll see you there. You know, yeah, and I'll get to you out on the curb at around seven forty-five. I would much rather if I'm in that position. I get the whole this guy picked me up, and I'm going to reciprocate the love. I get all that, but I would feel so much better even if I'm the one that's that's landing in L.A. or landing in another one of these big cities. Let me just take an Uber. You kick back and relax. This dude or girl, whatever the case, is going to drive me over to your place, and we're all set to go. So the worst is, is when
1: it. it's in you got to get to that international, the Bradley Terminal, all the way in there. Uh, there it's the absolutely go all the way around. And everybody coming off those flights, you know, they're traveling halfway across the world, so they're right. bringing a lot of stuff with them. There's boxes and boxes and bags and bags. It's just it's the worst place ever to be in this entire city. Which one's next?
0: All right, so. Um, uh, this is being a very heated discussion for me because I moved here and it's 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 changed a bit for me. But you prefer a bagel sandwich to a breakfast burrito. Alan, is this factor cap?
2: Okay, so let, let me kinda of set this up. It's not every day that I'm just waking up say gotta have a breakfast burrito. I just always get a couple burritos in before I get the day started. <laughs> um but if I'm somewhere and, aggressive. I, and, and I get to choose, right? Like if I'm at a restaurant or if I'm – it doesn't have to be a restaurant. If I, if I What am I in the mood for on a Saturday morning? I know I don't have to go anywhere and I'm just picking up something. The bagel is so clutch. Don't get me wrong. The bagel is so incredibly clutch. And, and when they toast it, and I don't know what you like. I like everything on mine or whatever the case is. But sure. Something about something about a breakfast burrito takes me back to the days where, you know, you're waking up at, on a Saturday when you're in college and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go, it, it's breakfast burrito time. <laughs> Throwing a little hot sauce on that bad boy. I'm going to actually lean towards breakfast burrito Wonder, if, if I had to pick one of those. The, the, uh, the bagel
1: sandwich is fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. I eat them frequently. They're very, very good. But that's cap because the breakfast burrito is the king. And here it's very simple. You, you you said everything but the most important parts, Lee. If we're talking hangovers, it's the burrito.
2: Oh, yeah. no, it, burrito, it, it's, yeah. it's
1: the burrito. And like you said, you're talking about Saturday morning. You're talking about being in college. These are the things where it's like you roll out and, you know, you know it's like, you know, it sounds good. A giant tortilla filled with eggs, potatoes, <laughs> salsa, bacon, and cheese. That's just this Some gut guacamole bomb. Guacamole there. It's gonna, mm. gonna soak up everything that I was doing last night. A, a, a breakfast sandwich on a bagel. That's just a nice, a nice morning. Yeah, you wake up, feel pretty good. Yeah, I'll get a little bagel with something on it. That's that's a great snack. Okay, a great breakfast. But that burrito serves a
2: purpose. But there, there's a big difference here because maybe this also leans into it too. Back in the San Diego State days where I used to live. Uh, just right around the corner there was an Albert Tacos, right? Just just sure. literally, you know, we're talking about a three-, four-minute walk. That place was open all the time. So I don't know what your breakfast was, but my breakfast could have been 3 a.m. where it was like, yeah, let's just <laughs> – That's true, too. Now we're going. Now we're yeah, going no, out there. I, okay, I,
1: the times that I ate breakfast – I don't think I ever eight, ate there sober,
2: but I <laughs> – It's
1: okay. Breakfast at a breakfast hour in college, maybe three times in five years. I, I, that, that The yeah. breakfast burrito gets consumed something at 12.30, 1 o'clock in the afternoon or 12.30 at 1 o'clock in the morning. A breakfast burrito at 7.45 in the morning, That, that that's not something that happens all the
2: time. I can see you also going at, you know, when you were up in Santa Barbara, 3 a.m. in the morning, you're getting your uh, breakfast burrito. And then taking a photo of it and throwing it up on Yelp and leaving a long review, <laughs> yeah, long well. review on Yelp. When
1: I was at Santa Barbara, Yelp wasn't even an idea. <laughs> Nor, but you know, you know, it was a big deal when I was in college. Like oh, this was the one guy on my team had it. I, it was, I on our baseball team, there was one guy that had this, and I think everybody on the team used it. Was an electronic word processor. It was basically a typewriter with a screen okay where you could type out and you could edit it all in there but it had no connectivity it was literally a typewriter you'd type your document on this screen edit it and then hit print and it would clickety clack clickety clack that was the height of technology when i was in college so it's uh no no yelp reviews for this fat guy
0: yeah it's also that bagel places mostly aren't open all day so yeah you can only have a bagel sandwich on in certain times so up next uh so there's a phase right now. There's a lot of canned cocktails. You can get a canned margarita, you can get a canned, you know, I don't know, rum and coke, all these things. So cocktails never taste as good out of a can. Travis, this is Factor Cap.
1: That's fact. The, the, a real cocktail is always better than a cocktail out of a can, but I'm not going to slap a can out of your hand. And if that's all you got, let's party. That's fine. We can make that happen. If I show up to your tailgate and you didn't bring the you know, the ingredients for a cocktail, but you brought a box of canned cocktails, I'll have one with you. That's fine. It's not going to be as good. If you give me an old-fashioned where you muddle the sugar cube and the orange peel and you put in the bourbon and you shake a little bitters and you slide the cherry in there and it's all pretty and nice, that's a, that's a wonderful experience for a great cocktail. But if all you do is go and hand me the can... I'll go with you. That's fine, too. But the, the the real experience
2: is always better. All right, so incredibly convenient. I, I think it's it's fact as well. Of course, nothing's going to – anything the you glass. have out of a can, anything you have out of a can is not going to be I – mean, it could be a food product, whatever the case is, right? Nothing's going to be as good as when somebody's putting putting it together there for you. But there is a convenience factor to it, Trav, so I, sure. I think you're, you're on to something. It's like <laughs> – okay, no, I'm not going to bring all these different items. All I got to do is just go buy this at a Ralph's or a grocery store, and I could get to my destination wherever I'm getting to, and it's all good. Yeah, that's not a bad setup. It it offers something that you you obviously can't have or just makes it incredibly convenient, but it's never going to be as good or as fresh if you're making it on your own. Can
1: I get super high maintenance for a second if we're talking cocktails? Yeah. You
2: know what makes a
1: huge difference in the quality of your cocktail? We're not talking cans. We're talking real cocktails at a nice Mm -hmm. bar, nice restaurant. The glass. If the mm-hmm. glass is correct, if it's the right cock, like an old fashioned needs to be in a rocks glass, right, and needs to have a heavy bottom, and it can't have really thin walls to the glass. You need the correct glass. If you have a martini, I need that put nice in a big martini glass,
2: pl- plastic glass. <laughs> yeah, but
1: there's a reason the a one. Right. If we're having something like a mojito, it needs to be in the tall glass, right, a, a highball glass. There, there's a reason there are different glasses for different things. Let's do it right, people. Let's not be
2: animals. I, I, I respect. The uh, the detail there. I think what Emily just said was a key. Eh, Red Solo Cup works. Just was, <laughs> no, that's, well. That's, a different, that's yeah, a different party. That's a
1: different tailgate.
0: That's a tailgate or that's going to be it's my great. party.
1: By the way, I'm, I'm <laughs> keep saying this because I told Bergman about it. I, I'm putting it out there. We're having it, and it, the Travis party will be a Red Solo Cup party.
0: All right, duly noted, and put it in your calendar too, so make sure we have that too. <laughs> That's
1: right. There you go. All right.
0: So last one. Uh, I know we all watched that Monday night football game yesterday. It Ugh. looked like wonderful Southern California weather out yes. there, but uh, you would be able to sit and watch that Monday night game in the stadium in Buffalo. Alan, is that factor cap?
2: All right. So a couple factors here. In a weird way, I think it's fact, and it's not. I'm trying to do this on a night to night basis. It's not like I'm trying to go to one of these events once a week. Okay. But it's kind of part of the experience. You know, in a weird way, all we talked about this morning and most sports shows talked about this morning was the weather in Buffalo. Very rarely did they actually talk about the game because there wasn't that much to talk about. Um I think, you know, every once in a while to do an event like that, I I think it'd be incredibly unique. Listen, would I regret it when it's in the first quarter, 11 minutes left to play in the first? Yeah, I would. Would I regret it when I'm trying to tailgate with somebody and I'm not leaving my car because the heater is on? I probably would. But I think it would also be part of the, you know, part of the experience.
1: Well, first of all, halfway through the first quarter, you'd still be in your car getting to the game. We discovered that yesterday. So that's, that's yeah, That was actually the start of the
2: second quarter. Let's <laughs> second get your factor, facts right. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right. Um, I've been to two extremely cold-weather football games in my life. One yep. was awesome, San and Diego. one was miserable. In I went Arizona. to the NFC, <laughs> NFC championship game between Carolina and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Oh, I can't remember amazing. the exact year. That's awesome. It's 98, something like that. Yep. It was about four degrees and covered in snow and it was so much fun because it was the nfc championship game the packers ended up winning at lambeau field it was a super great time i also went and saw the chicago bears at soldier field play the denver broncos in december both teams were terrible. It was freezing cold. It was raining. And about seven minutes into the game, I just wanted to go home. It was awful um, and it's miserable a game. and yeah. terrible. So what you're looking at matters. And last night, that was a dog you-know-what game. I want nothing to do with it whatsoever. So absolute cap for me. If
2: it's, if it's your squad, if it's Rams, Packers, uh, in the postseason at Lambeau, how much does it change everything? uh
1: it would be no, and lambo's historic and it's yeah. awesome and all those things yeah that would be but if if we got a game like last night where nobody throws the ball you can have that you can absolutely have that espn radio is brought to you by progressive insurance all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline speaking of what did that game kind of show us about how you go about building culture building a winning program not to win a game but to build a winning program that's coming up next plus Very special guest to check in about Santa Slee. That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.
4: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. What song is this? What song is this? Hold on, let me listen.
2: It's your song, uh, bro. C- Cisco. Yep, this, Cisco. this is Cisco. Is it? We got, yeah, we got thong song <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's, I, it's one of your favorite songs. We have a ton of Cisco people. People that listen to Cisco listen to this this radio station, and they listen to this show specifically. <laughs> this and Adele. Will, this,
1: they're, they're, this is what will tell you all you need to know about and me. And Adele. <laughs> that when you say Cisco, two thoughts go through my mind. Number sure. one, the computer company. Okay, that yep, that, that sells, like, systems and all that stuff. I have a buddy that works for them, so uh-huh. that's the first thing that goes to And the other thing are those food trucks that, have, that are also Cisco that deliver, like, napkins and linens to well, restaurants.
2: Add ad number three, because <laughs> arguably the greatest song of all time, the thong sure. song, that you, sure. I think, uh, smashed on, uh, what was it, on Spotify? Spotify, yeah, Spotify
0: wrapped.
1: It's the only only thing that i listen to. (laughs) All right, so today is the uh, first day of the 12 Days of Christmas here on 710 ESPN. You, of course, are Sanisli, which is very exciting. Uh, I can't do pre and
2: post anymore. I have to (laughs) just focus on that now. (laughs) You're
1: you're too busy. Uh, Our fearless leader, Amanda Brown, the namesake of the 710 Mandy Awards, which is coming up uh, just around the corner. She's here to talk a little Sanisli. Is he doing a good job so far, boss?
5: Uh. It's questionable. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely questionable. You know, when this all came up, you know, we've had Santa Key, what, the last three years or so? hmm And we're like, you know what? Key decided to leave us, you know? I mean, he's still with us, but, you know, he's big time now, and he went to the network. So we're like, okay, what are we going to do? And we're like, you know what? Let's do Santa Slee. Let's have Key, you know, pass the hat to Sleewa. And okay. we were all super excited, right? I like, was. Like, oh, yeah, totally. This is great. It's great promotion for the show. Yeah. And then I heard the first ho, ho, ho. <laughs> okay. And I was like, no, no, no.
2: Amanda, good morning. How are you doing? How's everything Oh, Going? hey, okay.
5: Sliwa. I didn't realize, oh, oh. you great know to what? Hear from you. I didn't even realize you were there.
2: Great to, uh, great to talk to you. Great to catch up, first of all. Yeah, um, I just need,
5: Sliwa, I, you know, I mean, this is a big deal, you know, you're filling some big shoes here.
2: Listen, we took a poll and we have found out it might arguably be the greatest ho-ho-ho we've ever heard in L.A. I mentioned this to Travis earlier. I'm getting agencies reaching out to me just saying, hey, do you do other things than sports talk radio? There's been a lot of feedback here. The feedback's been pretty damn good. Travis has said that it's arguably the greatest thing. He had to text Keyshawn and say, "Key, Hey, you handed off something to Slee that he has embraced like no tomorrow. So I don't know. I'm getting some mixed feedback here.
5: Well, clearly – i I haven't heard any of that while i've been listening so i don't know what those people have been listening to but i know what i've been listening to so
1: so here's my question because i was giving him you know right out of the gates when we started the show today there was the promo for what's coming up and you heard "Slee ho 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 it up and i was just i was underwhelmed and and i and i called him out on it so here's my question to you amanda is did, how many takes did we get before we landed on that one? Like, we got to make him do it again. Right? Yeah,
5: that was, oh, that was several. I, I mean, don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I
1: can Sliwa. do that. That's
2: the thing. That's, as, that's kind of as good as it gets. Sleeva, Santa is jolly. Yeah. He's a jolly
5: you. man. Do that's you exactly right. have a jolly bone in your body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that.
2: Feel yeah, it. Things,
5: Come on. Just Sli- l- hashtag Ask Slee. Yeah, listen. deep down inside.
0: Yeah, Santa like, has changed. Santa's not the no, same person No, Santa, Santa has always Santa's been the same and, and will always and be angry. the same. Great resignation, Santa. <laughs>
2: Santa <laughs> is now looking towards other things. He's moved on with his life. Santa doesn't look no, at Christmas the same. No,
5: I, don't, I don't know what Santa you're talking about, but my Santa, he's a jolly old man.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, but it's the Sliwa, first Santa. I've Sliwa, seen reluctant, you got
5: to pull that candy cane out of here and ride the reindeer, my friend. <laughs>
1: Oh, ho, ho ho <laughs> 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 ho. i leave it at that right there. Ho ho ho. If, if that's if that's not a promo come on, in the next 10 Let's minutes. Go, Slee. Or so, Let's go. Let's go. it right. Ride
2: the reindeer.
1: Slee. Yeah. Ride pull the candy the cane
5: reindeer. out of your bleep and ride mm-hmm. the reindeer.
2: Okay, let, let me let me give this some thought. Let me give this some true thought here of
5: it, You know it, what? You if, really don't need to think about it.
2: If it's possible to uh, one up what I've already done cuz I think what I've already done is amazing work. That's just me personally. Here. You know what?
5: Christmas is about believing? Right. I believe, you, I, yeah. believe I believe in you, Sleeva. I believe in you believe in the Lakers? I <laughs>
1: See what he does. You see, like he's Yeah, he's trying 12. to change the topic. Yeah. This is yeah. when he
5: becomes serious Mr. Laker man too, like. <laughs> well, hey. coach,
1: coach's rotations are a little uneven right now. Let's not focus on Sleeva. Sleeva, this I, is I, about I fun. <laughs>
5: Come on, give me a ho ho ho, give us, like, give us a, a good, good one. one right one. now. Like we'll a, leave you alone. A laughing ho ho ho, like a fun ho. From ho From the diaphragm. From the I'll have one. One. practice on it. No, no practice needed. I'll
2: have, I'll have a better one that comes in, but I'll have to practice on. You it.
5: You might just get fired.
2: <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Time <laughs> to yeah. ride the reindeer, sleeve. See, hey, and Brandon. that
5: that attitude's not okay either. The fact that you're okay with getting fired, that's not that's not acceptable. A
2: Brown is going after my job. No,
5: no, 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 not your job as a as a host, just as Santa.
2: Oh well. Look,
1: I'm I'm the fattest guy at the station. I'll do it. <laughs> Are <laughs> I you <don't>
5: volunteering? Even...
1: <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm here for whatever you need. If you need me to, Yeah, ho, see, ho, see,
5: Trav, that's that's called being a team player.
1: <laughs> well, that that's what's this that's what everybody says about Travis. This Travis is unbelievable. Is a team, player.
5: <laughs> team player. Come on, Sleva, <laughs> just give me one ho ho ho, and I will stop. All
2: right, I'm gonna I'm going to. How
5: about this? I will. I, I got to sing... practice on one. No, I no, have no, to Practice no. one without practice. I'm gonna sing Slee is coming to town." And you're going to do a ho, ho, ho. This is without practice. All right, go. Okay. Santa Slee is coming to town. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yes. At least there's a chuckle exactly in good. there and everything. That's
1: that was that, great. I, I, that wasn't that was- good either. No, that was, believe me, that I was mean, much better than was what we I mean, my
5: singing was worse than your ho-ho-ho, so I'll give you that. <laughs> well,
1: I thought you were going to break into your uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air <laughs> breakdown the way you did at the golf tournament, Amanda. I thought oh. that was uh, <laughs> was coming as well. All right. Uh, it is the 710 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas. Keep listening. When you hear Santa sleigh come down your chimney, you want to be caller number 7, 710 espn Your chance to pick a box underneath the 710 tree, and you can win tickets to see the Jimmy Kimmel, L.A. Bowl, which is at SoFi Stadium, Lakers Christmas Day sweet passes, two stays, or I should say two night stays at Harrow's Resort SoCal, WWE Friday night SmackDown tickets, or a two-night stay at Fantasy Springs. So tons of good prizes. Keep your ears open and be caller number seven when you hear that. All right, how hot should that Frank Vogel seat be? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
2: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.